Hello again. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have joined us. Steve Post here in the Concord, North Carolina studios. Joining us from Mifflin Town, Pennsylvania, the Lethal Chassis Studios, my co-host, Ashley Shremi. Hello, Ashley. How are you? Well, Steve, all I have to say is these Mayflowers better be real pretty here in Pennsylvania. God almighty. Pennsylvania, Iowa, anywhere else. Holy cow, we are getting pummeled by North Carolina. We'll take a little we'll take a little dry weather down here. Um man, oh man, you are so right. What a brutal season that's for sure. But Ashley, there's one thing that everybody loves and everybody loves bacon. Well, everyone loves bacon the breakfast food, but everyone loves Brady Bacon. How about Brady Bacon getting that career first World of Outlaw win on Saturday night? Yes, thank God for pay-per-view. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's the only way we're getting to watch Shrink Our Racing around here. Um, yes, Hobstadt, uh, awesome, great race, final lap, just, it was phenomenal. And for his first win and his, the what is it, 150th World of Outlaw new winner, um, just really, really great stuff. And I think the whole sport loved his win as well. I think so, too. A lot of respect for Brady Bacon, for sure. Uh, he'd finished second there twice at Hobstadt, took the lead from Sheldon late in the going, as you mentioned it, and in his 65th shot at it, he became a World of Outlaw champion. You mentioned, Ashley, that race was really, really good. There was a lot of moving parts and pieces. I'll be honest with you, when Carson Macedo took the lead at the green, I thought, oh, boy, here we go. We've seen this before, but, boy, a lot happened in there, including sunshine tyler courtney ashley he came from the work area to fifth place what a great run for tyler courtney yeah uh, you can't like you said Macedo. we know he's won there how many times but then you throw tyler into the mix after coming from the tail that was huge as well well huge indeed and that is who our guest is he is a two-time all-star champion he's won a usac midget championship and a sprint car championship he's won a king's royal and he joins us next here on wing nation tyler courtney he's our guest here on the show. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the World of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Let's go to the Sage Fruit Hotline and chat it up with a little sunshine in our life here this week. Tyler Courtney joins us. Hello, Tyler. How are you? Hi, guys. How are you? We're doing well, Tyler. I uh, I had a chance to catch up and watch your race last week at 34. We saw a great run uh, last week with High Limits. Saw a great run with the Outlaws this past Saturday night. Um, kind of assess how are things going? How's, uh, how's the performance in your race car at this point? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's been a, a gear, good year to this point. You know, we were able to knock off a couple wins down at East Bay, and then, you know, we were kind of off for about a month, and then the, the new tires came in, and um, we were supposed to start our, you know, all-star season, um, you know, a week before we did, but it got canceled or postponed to the next weekend, so we went out and ran with the Outlaws, and, you know, we were able to, uh, you know, knock off a couple top tens and, you know, kind of transition ourselves with the new tire, and um, and then, you know, go to Attica the following weekend and 
you know, start the year with a sixth and a second and or third, sorry, and uh, you know, come out of there, you know, second in points to, uh, behind Zeb, and then you know, the Mother Nature's been a, a little iffy on some stuff, but then you know, start the start the the, the start of the high limit series on a high note as well. You know, um, you know, led a big portion of that first race at Lakeside, and um, you know, ultimately ended up third, but um, and then you know, ran fifth that's at the second race, and you know, has us tied in points with with Kyle Larson, so. Um, and then, I, yeah, obviously this weekend we should have we should have ran top five both nights with with the outlaws, but uh, you know I screwed up and had an infield tire the first night at Granite City, and then um, you know luckily you know even after after having trouble getting that race at uh, at Hobstop, we were able to come back from the back and you know run uh, run top five. Uh, Tyler, you've talked about kind of all the schedules that you're a part of so far this year. That being said, back to back All Star Circuit of Champions champion. Uh, what's it like kind of with the All-Stars having a, a slow start? You know, you go to Volusia, you have off for a month or two, and now rain, and now you're kind of getting to dabble other places as well. What's it like gearing up for the All-Star Circuit of Champions, but racing all over, waiting for the season to really kick off? Obviously, you'd like to have, a, you know, a few more races during this time of year, but I think just that's how the All-Star schedule has always been. But you know, it does give us opportunity to go run with, um, you know, the Outlaws and, you know, do a series like High Limit is this year and, um, you know, really just get yourself, um, you know, ready for when, when you do start with the All-Stars. Because once we start with the All-Stars, we're, we're full bore. You know, we're off for a little bit after Florida, like I said, but um, we're, we're pretty much, you know, full on from there on out. So if you were just to sit at home and, you know, got, not going to run the Outlaw races or the High Limit races, uh, you're just putting yourself behind the eight ball. So, um yeah, it's just been, you know, it, it's been a lot of fun, you know, being able to, you know, just go travel around and, you know, run, run with the Outlaws and, you know, I guess you, you show up to the Outlaw races and not have really any pressure because you're not running for a championship. You're just trying to go and, you know, race for a win and, you know, run up front with those guys. And um, like I said, get, get yourself prepared for, for the All-Star Tour to, you know, try and, you know, get a third championship. Is it is it a challenge to get a rhythm down though with the with the stop and start nature and we're going to race here and no that's rained out we're going to go here no we're not going to race at all how challenging is that as a driver to kind of get the rhythm to keep that seat time to keep keep race fresh and race ready I've always been you know kind of a, a momentum guy and you know I, I like if I could race every day of the week I, I would and you know I think by the end of the week I I tend to get better and and I think that's kind of what I've been able to see with myself is you know. We got a you know a couple weeks in a row here of racing and um, you know getting my my race craft tuned back in and you know you know trying to put things into use that that I've you know learned you know over from last year over the winter to to make myself better and um, so yeah I think you know as the weeks go on here I think hopefully in in my eyes we should be keep you know progressing and um, getting better and. You know, once we get into a rhythm, I feel like that's when I start to shine a little bit. And um, just hopefully that all happens. Uh, Tyler, obviously uh, a wingless guy who's gone full-time wing racing now. Uh, your first year out, you won the championship with the All-Stars. You backed it up again last year. What is it like, uh, the grind? Obviously, you were still doing it with the wingless stuff. Is it different with the wing stuff? Is the grind still as intense? Is it harder? Is it being on the road more? What What are kind of the differences that you've had to overcome these last two years? Racing is racing, obviously, but you know, I think the we're definitely on the road a lot more with the wing car. Um, you know, being a, away from home is you know been a little bit of a transition. You know, I, I said 
been racing and on the road since I was 16. So like being away from home isn't a big thing, but I was always home a little bit more than I was. So um, it's that's been just a little bit of different. You know, it's it is nice to come home. You know, sometimes you know it's obviously you know a, a fun filled life. You know, being on the road and seeing stuff and but you know home is is still a place you get to come and you know reset and um so but at at the same point you know like you race for a living so you, you want to be on the road as much as you can to, to to hit as many races you can to have a chance to to make as much money as you can at the same time so it's uh it, it's i don't really want to complain about it so i i won't and uh but yeah it's definitely that's probably been the biggest difference is just you know being gone a lot more than, than we were before you know with USAC you know, primarily based in Indiana and you didn't travel, you know, too far until the end of the year when you get to California. So, but at the same time, I, I love doing it and I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Tyler, you mentioned racing for a living. Um, and of course the all-star championship pays pretty good. The all-star races pay pretty good. You got some big races there. You're allowed to run a lot of the world of outlaw races this year, the addition of the high limit series as a, as a driver that is committed to a tour, but also able to run a bunch of these races. What does it mean to you to have these 23 or $50,000 win races in the middle of the week, non-conflicting with what you do for a living, basically? Uh, it's awesome. I think it's a, you know, a, as a guy in my position, it's the best thing that yeah. could happen, right? Because you know we don't have to miss any of the big outlaw shows, the high, like the high-paying ones, and um, the the all stars this year have over twenty races that pay ten ten thousand or more, and um, so it's just uh, it's an awesome time to be a sprint car driver, and you know especially if you can be a guy that's in a position to to do what we're doing, um, you have a chance to to make make some good money. You just got to go out and capitalize on it. And capitalize on it you are, that's for sure. Hey, Tyler, stay with us. Everyone else, stick around. More with Tyler Courtney in just a moment. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Schatz and the rest of the World of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. The Sage Fruit Hotline is where we're going back to. Tyler Courtney joins us here on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Tyler, your team, um, one of your team owners, Richard Marshall, is a very, uh, I've chatted with Richard about a lot of things in life, as I'm sure you have, as many people have. And he's a very organized person mentally. Like you guys sit down and you set team goals and individual goals and everything like that. Having that structure at the beginning of the season, I'm not going to ask about personal goals. That's 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 your personal thing, but yeah. team, yeah, team goals and 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 setting benchmarks. How important has that been for you guys as you've rolled into this and into this uh, full blown uh, full blown sprint car stuff? I I think it's been you know crucial to you know us being successful. I think um, you know, especially this year we kind of took more of a a team like a real team aspect to it. Like we we sat down as a you know, as a group, like me and my, my three crew guys and, and, you know, really, you know, broke down the schedule and, you know, set the goals that we wanted to to make sure we achieve. And um, instead of, you know, you know, doing it separately and then, you know, put it together as a, as a team goal, we, we did it like 
as a team. And so I think when you're all on the same page and, you know, are pulling in that same direction, um, it, it makes it a lot easier to, to keep your, keep pushing, um, you know, one another to, to make sure we achieve those things we want to achieve. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, and Richard's obviously been, you know, the, a key, crucial part of that. Like, I, I, I never really sat down and had goals or anything like that before before I started racing with, with Richard. And and uh, so it's just been cool to, you know, to have that the last few years and, you know, see see where we've been and, and you know, what we've achieved. It's just, uh, I think, uh, like I said, a crucial part to our success is, you know, having those goals just to have something to aim for. And uh, you know, I think if, if, you, if you don't have something to aim for, it just makes it a lot, a lot easier to, to get lost or distracted in, in uh, you know, the, the grueling season that we have. It, it's so true. And there's so much more to it. Even just, you know, those crew guys end up being your brothers and, you know, brothers fight from time to time and keeping, yeah. keeping the cool and the peace throughout the season as well. But I also kind of want to get into the the fender world that you've dabbled in a little bit, Tyler. Um, you got to climb behind the late model um, and race that a couple times. I want some sincere honesty. What was it like? Is it something that you want to continue doing? Uh, or was it just for fun to, to try to win a million dollars? It was hard. Um, those guys make it look a lot easier than, than, than what it is. And, um, no, I mean, yeah, it was a little bit of for, for fun, but also same time trying, you know, go race for a million dollars. And, um, you know, luckily, you know, I got hooked up with Jeremy, um, to, to go and do that. And I, I would love to do it again. And I think, you know, I, I, and I'd like to do it with, with Jeremy. It's just with the, especially that addition of high limit this year, it kind of takes those midweek races away that I could, you know, possibly sneak away and go do. And obviously Jeremy's a, a tough crew chief. So he's, he's pretty busy at the same time. So I'm not saying it's out of the, the question to, to hop back in one, but just uh, in the cards right now, just, you know, sprint cars are, are my focus. And, um, you know, if it comes to time later down the road, I'll, I'll probably do it again. But, as of right now, there's nothing nothing planned and, um, you know, haven't really talked about it. You mentioned Jeremy. It's Jeremy Bullens, crew chief uh, on the Cup Series for uh, Austin Cindric, Daytona 500 winning crew chief. You've also talked a lot and you've even talked to us here about spotting for the Indy 500 where you've, where you've got a chance to hang out with James Hinchcliffe and some other folks. What is it like, whether it's a Cup Series crew chief, Indy car, race winning driver, what's, what, do you, what do you gain, what do you gather from hanging out to, with successful racers, even in other disciplines, Tyler? I think you just try to pick those guys' brains as much as you can. Obviously, they're they're in a position they are for for a reason, and um, you know, when you're you're in a position to to be around those kind of people, you just you just try to absorb all of it, and you know, attain any information that you know might be useful to you know keep making yourself successful. So it's been cool. I've got to do a lot of cool things, you know, just being in racing, and um, that that doesn't even include driving race cars. So pretty fortunate and you know i'm hoping the schedule lines up where uh you know i can go spot for for larson at the the 500 next year so um that's that's the next 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 plan on spotting at least and um you know hopefully that'll works out and that'd be something um cool to say i got to do uh, i know you're close with kyle you were there for his championship when he when he won his cup championship uh the people that you surround yourself, how important is that? You, we talked about Richard, you know, and I know he's a avid cheerleader for you guys and, and just the people we mentioned just a little bit ago, surrounding yourself with the right people and learning from them. How much is it mental headspace and a, a mental game versus a physical as well? 
I think you look at any professional sport and, you know, mental strength is, you know, I think what defines, you know, just the common, you know, athlete from, from the champions, uh, I, at least from my perspective. I mean, you look at a guy like Tiger Woods, right? Um, I think you, maybe not today so much, but you, you go back and you watch him on Sunday, he shows up and he's in a completely different mental state than everybody else. And, and he just mentally breaks those guys down and, you know, does what he needs to do. And, you know, I think when you surround yourself with, you know, other people that are like that, it, it, it makes yourself, uh, you know, better. And, um, you know, I think, you know, that's one of the reasons you go run with the, with the world of outlaws when you can, cause you go, you go and show those guys, they're all there to, to, to do it and, and race for, you know, the biggest championship in sprint for racing and, you know, so it's, it's cool to, you know, kind of put yourself on that same level and just try and, you know, put yourself mentally where those guys are and, you know, try and take that with you when, you, when you're not racing with them. Tyler, when I was working on the schedule of who I wanted to talk to, I knew the World of Outlaws are rolling into Eldora this weekend. And I said, when we talk Eldora, I want to talk to one man. I want to talk to Tyler Courtney about going there. Going there with the World of Outlaws, less race two this weekend. Talk a little bit about this weekend's race, but also talk about the fact that you get a chance to run for another million dollars later this year at Eldora. Uh, get into Eldora this weekend. Uh, just, just, just describe a little bit about your thoughts about going into there. I think we get to go there one more time after this before the million during Speed Week. But you know, I think this weekend you're going to see a lot of race cars at Eldora. Um, you know, obviously being let's race two between USAC and the Outlaws, but. You know, this is really, you know, probably the last time some of those guys get to go there before the million. So it's going to be packed and, and you know, I, I think fan-wise as well. And But I'm excited. Um, obviously, get go there with a the new tire. Might be a little bit different, but I think, it's, you know, it's still going to be the same old Dora. And, um, you have to get it up on the fence or and uh, hope, or have your stuff stuck through the middle um, like Brent Marks does. And um, But, yeah, I'm excited and just uh, – it's going to be an awesome year at Eldora this year. Just, uh, you know, obviously starting this weekend with Let's Race Tube, and then we get to go back there for Speed Week, and I think for the first time in like five or six years. And then, you know, that, that leads you right into the million and, and Kings Royal Week. So it's just, uh, like I said earlier, exciting time to be in sprint car racing, and, um, you know, no better place to do it than, than at Eldora. No doubt about it. 2021 Kings Royal Champion. Tyler, we appreciate the time joining us here on Wing Nation. We, pre uh, we wish you the best as you roll to Eldora and on throughout the season. Thanks for your time. Awesome. Thank you, guys. There we go. Tyler Courtney joining us here on Wing Nation. Stay with us more in just a moment. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the World of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Love getting the chance to talk with Tyler Courtney. Really, really enjoy that and uh, enjoy the opportunity and uh, getting to see him race a lot. That's for sure. Uh, I need to first off shout out an appreciation to Kyle Larson and everyone. Uh, they fly a private plane sometimes from Concord to their high limits races and they allowed, uh, 
yours truly to be on that. And so I got a chance to go to 34 Raceway, and High Limits is a brand-new series. Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet are running. A lot of field, a lot of money, a lot of cars, midweek shows. 34 Raceway, the one thing, though, Ashley, that stands out to me is that kid that won that race Anthony Macri, the concrete kid, representing the posse very, very well. How about that young man going out there to Iowa and winning that one? It was really cool to see. Anthony, we know he's a great racer. Uh, he had 23 wins last year, the most in a 410 um, and 10 at Port Royal. But I'll be honest, you haven't heard his name much this year, so it's good to finally see him back on top out there. Well, he, he got a new crew chief, Joe Mooney. Joe used to be with KKR, with Brad Sweet's team, and I think the 34 raceway is a really good sign. Two things stand out about this. First off, Anthony had never been to 34 raceway, had never laid eyes on the place. Joe had. That's a pretty good sign when you roll into a place like that. Sounds like the mechanic had that car pretty close for Anthony. I would agree. And it sounds like they're communicating pretty well. And it helps when you're a little patient as well. The, that's the other thing. I watched Anthony Macri work the bottom groove of a racetrack with pedals and patience. He didn't have the right rear halfway up the wall at Port Royal. He was down on the bottom. Anthony Macri figures out how to pedal a race car and how to run on a dry, slick racetrack. And that 22-win season is going to be something to be, that could be top because, man, he did a great job. And that stood out the most of anything there was Macri running the inside and pedaling a race car. Kid's got some talent, and boy, I'm telling you what, he's got a great high gear. If he can get a good low gear together, woo, man, I'm telling you what, it is fantastic. It really, truly is. We talked to Sunshine about this just a little bit. Friday and Saturday night, let's race two at Eldora. Ashley, the USAC Sprint Cars, the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars, nothing in the world like racing Eldora. No, and Tyler mentioned it. There's going to be a ton of cars there. Everybody wants to race before the million happens. Um, so it'll be interesting and some, this will be their only chance to do it. So it'll be interesting to see how many cars show up. I think it will. I think it's going to be fascinating to see a new tire. What is Eldora going to bring? Eldora has been a track that's changed a little bit along the way and we'll see what happens. And, uh, the key is going to be watch what Brett Marks did because he owned the keys to victory lane last year while Eldora is racing this weekend, Ashley fingers crossed toes are crossed. My, I'm crossing my legs under the desk. Um, fingers crossed, we get a lot of weekly action in this race. My, this weekend, we need to see some sprint cars everywhere. It's true, we do. And then, of course, obviously, the posse versus the outlaw, the <laughs> oh. drama that everybody loves to talk about but doesn't want to hear about. It's the craziest thing ever. Um, Wednesday, the Gettysburg Clash um, at Lincoln Speedway. And then Friday, Saturday, the Morgan Cup at Williams Grove. Um, it'll be awesome. You know, Twitter's going to blow up. We have the greatest fans in the world. No doubt about it. Yes, it's that time of year again. Here we go again. Now, we had that March two weekends that got rained out other than Lincoln, and Enrico went in and made it so neither side has a victory. Um, so it is going to be interesting to see. That, that's one of the reasons I hope specifically Williams Grove gets a race in on Friday night so those local racers there can kind of tune up and get ready for the Outlaws rolling. And Lincoln's ran a fair amount this year, but Williams Grove, it's been a struggle up there. Man, oh, man. No struggle at all for Tyler Courtney racing a race car, that's for sure. Man, loved chatting with him as well, and uh, really did enjoy our visit with him. So she's Ashley Stremme. I'm Steve Post. We again appreciate Tyler Courtney for joining us. More important than all of that, though, thank you for joining us here on Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. <laughs>